Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You will have heard Bernie mention though in the news a little earlier today a, a serious um, violent home invasion actually in County Roscommon on Monday morning. A woman in her 90s uh, and her two sons reportedly traumatised and I'd, I'm sure they are following that incident. And separate to that we had a man in his 40s um, assaulted on Friday night in Temple Bar in, in Dublin um, and a serious assault again there. And we've been asking people today what needs to be done to try and make not just you know rural Ireland but uh, urban city centres all across the country, I suppose a better or a safer place. Or what is the solution in, in all of this? Um, Alan Cook is from John uh, J. Cook, the silversmith in, in Temple Bar in Dublin. Alan's with us on the programme here today. Um, Alan, what is the situation like as a business person in Temple Bar at the minute? Well, I can't really talk for uh, rural Ireland. I can only talk for uh, what's going on here in the city centre. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid the guards and... Um, the Department of Justice, they've lost control of the city centre. Uh, and I'll correct you in your last statement there, your opening statement, it was two assaults in Temple Bar alone. Never mind two serious assaults. There was two serious assaults in Temple Bar within an hour of one another outside my door here. Uh, basically what's happening is we have a load of uh, kids um, underage and they're hanging around in the city centre, uh, in the Temple Bar area mainly, because what happened last summer when all the trouble was in South William Street it was all moved into Temple Bar and here it has stayed and it has festered. The politicians, if you remember uh, came out and gave out to the Gardaí uh, not to bring in the public or the law law and order mm. unit, whatever they call it. Yeah, public order unit. Yeah. Public order unit, yeah. Uh, they stopped them from using that and they're not here anymore. Uh, so therefore the kids have run amok and they think they can do what they like. We also have an invasion of, um, and I say invasion as in Temple Bar now, not the Dublin city centre, uh, of refugees from Somalia. Now these... I'm just going to stop you. Listen, Alan, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. just going to stop you there for a moment. You, you, like, you, you absolutely cannot in any way, you know, to, I, I suppose I identify or talk about any one group or, um, or any, any, person at all actually well they're sitting outside my door nearly every day yeah but you can't you, that, that's not you I mean you absolutely cannot attribute any one incident or you know any ongoing incidents to any group of people and that's like that's not what you were here to talk about with us today you're, you know you're, you're on to talk about I suppose the feeling in, in the Temple Bar area because there was a very serious assault that the guards have talked about you know quite openly and, and there's been an arrest in, in relation to that too so I'm just going to stop you there if you don't mind for a moment but I am joined by Martin Hart who's the CEO of the Temple Bar Company and Martin's on the line Martin like I suppose just in general in a general sense right is there a feeling that there's enough Gardaí around the city centre Temple Bar area? Look, if you ask the question, am I paying too much tax, would people say they are or they aren't? It's the same with police. Everyone wants more police in every city and every part of the world. Look, in Temple Bar, we have an excellent relationship with the police and I think, uh, I, I totally disagree with uh, with everything that Alan has said there. I mean, I think that's just nonsense. Uh, the city centre is, is busy. It's reopened after two years of COVID and there's a lot of people moving through. You have 60,000 people a day moving through Temple Bar. That's a footfall of 23 million a year. Um, 
With the Gardaí, we, we, we meet with the Gardaí every week, every other day, uh, as we need to various members come with various issues. And their response is excellent. I mean, like I know Superintendent Dermot McKenna in Pier Street, he's, a, he's an incredible uh, individual. And I think in relation to what the guards have been doing in the city with regards to Operation Citizen has had a huge impact. Of course. I actually was out and about with this, uh, some of the guards as part of that Operation Citizen. Um, just to see, you know what I mean, what it's about and getting kind of boots in the ground and, and people uh, out and about. But like we do get texts in though, Martin, it has to be said from but, people. I know guards can't be in every street corner and I appreciate you that. You, but you like, it's, it's like litter. It's like everything. You know, if people have an issue with something, they see it and straight away they want it solved. In terms of, but you have to look at the facts and I think this is the key thing when it comes to issues of crime and policing and safety and perceptions and Temple Bar and blah, blah, blah. Look, an opinion is great but it's not a fact and uh, I was reading there recently, only last week or the week before an analysis of the crime figures in Dublin and one of the things that's notable is that crime and assaults in, a, in, in the DMR South Central, which is where Temple Bar is located, they're actually down 17%, one seven. So I think there are six Garda divisions in Dublin. And out of those five of those divisions, uh, the, the number of assaults has decreased. I think the, 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 the county in Ireland that has witnessed the greatest increases in assaults is in, Wesker, in Wexford. So look, opinions are great, but they're not facts. And I think facts are facts. Everything can be better. Uh, however, I do think the police are doing a really good job. Of course we would like more police in the city centre. It's a big area stretching from the Docklands to Smithfield mm. to Temple Bar to Rackgar to Harcourt Street to the Liberties. There's an awful lot of pressing. I'm not here to be a spokesperson for the police but I think it's unfair to just target them. You cannot, uh, you know, attacks like what happened which are gladly not common uh, happened on Friday night were appalling but 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 why did somebody do that I mean it's not because there was a guard you know 100 metres away or 200 metres away that attack probably would have happened uh, and we're talking also I think Alan mentioned something about teenagers I mean, teenagers come into the city what are you going to do arrest all the teenagers as they come into the city uh, no know? but I, I will, I will make like the point though I mean in, in, in just in, in following on from Alan's earlier point and some of the texts that are coming in from people like that you know yes the visible guard the presence is the first instance but like you know, are the proper deterrents there, though? Well, but I don't agree it's unsafe. I think it's a perception of safety. And look, I think Dublin City suffers from a lot of, a lot of different issues, a lot of which aren't, the making, which aren't the responsibility of the police or indeed in the City Council. I mean, we suffer a little bit in the City Centre where we have an enormous number of facilities, community facilities, homeless facilities, drug services facilities located within the City Centre. Look, that's not a criticism of the people that need to use those services. But, if, you know, people who have to travel in from other parts of the city to avail of these services, and that can create a perception issue if you are located in a particular part of the city and you might see people coming in with serious drug or alcohol issues uh, and you're, you feel that you know that's a perception. They may not do anything but the perception is that it's it's not pleasant. Look, and I think the only solution to that is to look at how you can uh, decentralise those services back into the areas where people are coming from but that's only one part of it and that's not to blame people for, for that and I'm not doing that in any sense. Look, Dublin is a city. It's a thriving city. Cities are edgy. They're energetic from New York to Paris to London. I was recently in, in, in San Malo I was just saying this to your researcher earlier only two weeks ago on holidays and when I when I arrived, or not in Samuel, in Mont Saint-Michel, when I arrived, I was greeted by about 15 to 20 heavily armed paratroopers. Now, that didn't make me feel safe as I walked around one of the busiest tourist sites in, in, in France. In fact, I felt terribly unsafe. You know, when you see, I was in Rome and I was greeted by, you know, uh, soldiers at points, all heavily armed. I don't know whether the reasons for that, but heavily armed okay. soldiers. And that's, that's the extreme. Dublin is safe. Yes, that was a horrendous issue. I think the police do an amazing job. I think we have a good representation of police and this Operation Citizen has been hugely successful. Of course okay. we would like le- more. And le- that's a political uh, request. St- st- stay with us. Um, Eddie's on the line as well. Eddie is just back from... You're just back from a trip abroad, Eddie. Is that right? What's your experience? Um, yeah, I was just over in uh, the Netherlands for a couple of days. 
and uh, done a lot of travelling around over there and all the, their, their network of uh, trains, fantastic. But every train station you go into, you, you, you meet clusters of police there, heavily armed, grouped together, and everybody is just walking along orderly. There was a group on a train that I was with, and they were very noisy down the back of the train, singing songs and all that. Mm. And as we all got off, the minute they came out onto the platform, immediately they just all came down and walked out the door politely. And I just remember looking back at them going, God, you were very loud and jeery on the train, lads. You're after becoming very orderly all of a sudden. And that's the presence of a couple of police men just standing there in a group of two. And as you went out onto the main platform upstairs, there was another three. And I just thought, if that was Ireland, that would just continue on because you wouldn't see a guard from one end of the day to the next because after decades of being under-resourced and the, the, the whole Garda Síochána um, force is after just being depleted to the bare skeleton. Right. Even so when you, even if you're driving from Dublin to Cork, I mean, which I go up and down the motorway quite a lot, there's days when I don't see one patrol car on the road at all and then there's other days you might see one in your rearview mirror as you pass up one of the well, entrance you can see him. There, there is a text in here from a listener who says I am a serving guard and the truth is that we don't have time to patrol anymore. We're actually tied to a computer. If the box is ticked management are happy. That's all we do now. We just tick boxes. That's just someone who says the regard. I mean, yeah, but look, uh, I mean, uh, and and everyone's very free to give their opinion. Look, there's a hundred additional guards walking around the the, the, the city centre as part of Operation Citizen, which are which is making a difference, of course, in any job and any everyone. You know, mm. will have a problem with their employer and so on. And look, just coming back to the, the point about heavily armed police and these places, that that doesn't make me feel safe. I mean, I grew up in the 1980s. We used to go up to Jonesboro, and you know, you cross the border from yeah. County Meath, and there were heavily armed. Yeah, yeah, uh, I remember it's the same. And yeah, that, going across the bleak. That's not exactly something that you want to see. We're not. At no, but that they level. don't have to be heavily armed. Can I give you, you know, just a like really public order unit or armed support unit? I think that's what the Irish police do very well. Uh, we had a, and I'm going to have to, this is a really interesting story. We had a French, uh, we do a lot of tourism, uh, I suppose, exchanges, and we had a, a couple of French councillors over, I can't remember from which, uh, which city in France, and they were over, they were in Temple Bar, they were out, they were having a couple mm. of points, they left the pub. They were having a sing-song. It was about 12 or half 12 at night. I'm sure that probably annoyed some people. A group of others came up and they had a sing-song with them. A guard came up and said, lads, do you mind calming down and just moving on? And there was a bit of a banter and a bit of a laugh and they moved on. Mm. That mayor contacted me the next day to say, oh my God, that's incredible. He said, if we did that in France, the CRS would be up. That's the, the response for yeah. us with a van. And all of those people who were having a little bit of banter on the street would be dragged into the van and driven off. And, you know, a virtual riot would have come. He said the guard was, was, was fun, he interacted, he's not armed or she's not armed. And I think mm. that's the great thing about it. Yeah, we can always have more. We can always do better in everything we do. But I, I do think Dublin is safe and you have to look at the facts the, as opposed well, to the Well, there is this texter who says they want to pull you up on the facts because they say how many assaults and fights actually aren't reported to the guards. It's one thing when we're talking about the stats, but the reality is if the crimes aren't reported, they don't form part of the stats. So how many stats aren't stats? I mean, I can't answer that question. You know, what's not a fact? A fact that's not compiled? You know, come on. Uh, Dublin is dirty and scruffy and threatening. I spent a lot of time in the Netherlands. It's so civilised by uh, comparison. Rubbish. I'm going to have to come back from Amsterdam and the smell of urine would knock you down outside the 
Anne Frank House. There were piles of rubbish, piles of bottles. Uh, I can't think of the actual space. It's down off Liederstrat, and it was absolutely appalling. I remember my kids said it to me, Dad, really? what's that smell? And that's that, that's a fact. I yeah. was keen for a canal trip. Look, maybe cities are having on issues going back in relation to COVID. But, you know, I, I think Dublin is doing pretty well. It can always do better. But come on, facts and perceptions are two different things. Okay. Um, you, I just take it, Eddie, just on a final point there because I'm, I'm near out of time. Yeah. But you, you obviously yeah, like that. You like the idea, though, I take it, of more, you know, pol- police out and about or... Uh, security on public transport and in and around big tra- uh, public transport city centre areas. Yeah, I, I met a couple of uh, police in, in um, uh, what you call it. Uh, we were in Utrecht and Breda and Nijmegen, and they were quite friendly because police very quickly identify who are law-abiding citizens out having a bit of crack. As that police, or that guard of Sheikana, identified those guys as law-abiding citizens mm. coming down the door with a few coming on the road with a few too many drinks, having a bit of crack. And that's great. And they're not the individuals that I go out on a Saturday night and I'm concerned about bumping into. I'm concerned about bumping into the four guys who are out looking for trouble. And they're the guys that you want the Garda Sheikana presence around to make those guys yeah. behave uh, correctly. Okay. Not the four lads that are just out for a bit of crack. They'll always behave correctly. It's that minority that go around causing trouble and looking for fights that make people uneasy. They're the guys we want the Garda okay. Sheikana to make them think twice about coming over and approaching some guy that's just out for a few, yeah. few beers. No, absolutely. It, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a point well made for sure. Eddie, listen, thanks a million for joining us here on the programme today. Uh, Martin Hart, CEO too of the Temple Bar Company. Alan, um, there a little earlier as well. That's all we've time for on the programme. If you've missed any of the show, you can listen back. It's on the News Talk app. Just subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. My thanks to the production team, Michael Quilligan and Sound, producers D King and Heather Blackburn with research by Ross Leahy, Natasha Murta and Roisin Davis. Sean will be here next. I'll be back Lunchtime Live midday tomorrow. Have a good app. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.